0: The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is the place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Carrie Augustini, Insurance Manager, Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Shoreline Inspections for billing inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the Whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. And I can help you as well, too, as your host. Uh, I love my weekend job here at CFAX. I've also been selling real estate in Greater Victoria for almost 29 years now. I'm born and raised from here. I've never left. I love our town and the community, and I've helped hundreds of people with their purchasing or selling of real estate over the years. I can help you as well, too. If you need uh, another opinion or some advice, give me a call Uh You can find the contact information for myself and the rest of the whole Home Show team on our page on the cfax1070.com website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show. Uh, Or you can also visit uh, my business page. It's the Prime Real Estate Team, primeteam.ca, www.primeteam.ca. It's the end of yet another year. And this week we have um a couple of our show sponsors here to talk about 2019 a wrap up maybe also talking about things to prepare for and to get ready for, for 2020 our guests are Gurpreet Randawa from the Sitka Law Group and from Shoreline Inspections Reese Jacob and Monica Gask and have a lot of great information for you in this hour here As a reminder, if you are a podcast listener, you can listen to this episode or all of the preceding 140 or so episodes on iTunes or Google Play. Just look us up, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. We have our weekly listener question. If you've got a question or a story to tell us about real estate, we would love to hear from you. You can call us. Our number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or, again, find us on the Cfax website, cfax1070.com under shows and we'll discuss it on the air. We love hearing from you. This week from Robert, Robert's message was, and it was a voicemail. So it, it roughly <laughs> roughly read, uh, our home our home is unsold. It's been on the market for a while. Our realtor says that it's the price. Can you give some other recommendations? Uh, great question uh, Robert usually a uh, common this time of year as well too because let's face it it's the fall the real estate market generally starts slowing down or does it actually we'll cover that uh, in a moment too so your property's unsold um, is it the price well let's cut to the chase uh, the answer is it probably is uh, listen I'm not here to give you advice. Uh, thankfully, I don't know too many details about your situation. I'm not allowed to give advice. Just like Gurpreet, the lawyer here, can't give you advice without knowing all the details. I'm going to give you some general understanding about why properties don't sell. Um The first question we've got to ask is, who is your buyer? Depending on what kind of property you have, uh, is it in a market segment where it is busy? Are you seeing other homes similar to yours selling before yours does? Or are you in a marketplace where your home is unique? There may not be a buyer for your home right now in such case. If you're in a unique price strata, for instance, price uh, uh, segment, I mean, or if you are in a uh, um, specific area or type of property, it may just simply be quiet right now. It's not seasonal, by the way. It might just mean that there isn't that buyer looking for your home at this moment. But if you are in a price segment where there is a lot of activity and things are selling, the worst thing is when you have a home for sale and you see all of your neighbors have their sold signs up or you see things happening, it tells us something, right? It usually tells us that the buyers are making choices on your competition as opposed to your home. And you got to ask yourself the question, why is that? Is there something about your home that is turning people off? Um, you've got to do a, uh, you've got to step back a little bit and do an assessment of how your home is looking and how it is showing compared to others. First of all, is it showable? Show showable? Uh, are people able to come by and have a look? Uh, we have bumped into sellers, not our own, but sometimes agents have sellers who have been uh, very, very difficult to arrange showings with. You know, they have very tight windows of time. Uh, or maybe it's tenanted where uh, notice needs to be uh, provided, really long notice. It's hard to sell a property that you can't see. So accessibility is very important. Secondarily, condition. Is the house looking its best? There's a reason why there are home stagers and home organizers out there, because they help you uh, sort of with an unbiased eye assess how your property is showing. The other one too is the nose factor. Things like smell and feel. Are there pets involved? Uh, sometimes, you know, uh, homeowners have dogs. They get wet this time of year. It's the it's soggy dog season, and I got to tell you, that's a big turn off for a lot of people. That's not to say, by the way, that a home that smells doggy won't sell. But it gets us back to where I started this conversation with, which is. It may sell, but you may need to sell for less because if someone is not a dog person and is determined they got to replace the flooring, got to replace the carpets, got to do all this kind of stuff, they do the math, and uh, your home is not worth as much to them uh, as it may be to you yourself. There's a few other things uh, as well. Um... Sometimes realtors, and this is for my realtor colleagues who listen to our program right now. Thank you, by the way, for doing so. I get comments from all of you guys all the time. Seems like I'm doing the right thing uh, with our program here, just talking about what realtors do uh, in the industry. Uh, sometimes our realtor colleagues uh, have gone down a path with a seller where they started off thinking that the price of the house was X amount of dollars, say $800,000. Then it's been on the market for a month, six weeks, two months, no activity, maybe such is the case with uh, Robert here. And there is not the conversation about pricing. You see, agents need to be able to review the market, to see what has happened in the surrounding area, to see what buyers are saying. What's the feedback? What sort of commentary are showings telling your realtor and you, Robert, uh, about the house. Feedback is really important. We need to know, um, you know, are there any small adjustments that could make a difference? Are the people telling us that it smells doggy? And again, I don't know you, Robert. I don't know your situation. I'm just using this as an example here, right? Um, Other things too are, you know, the lot. Is the lot appropriate? Um, But what it really usually ends up with is a question of price. And we want to get price feedback. How did the buyer feel about the price of your home? Um, Sometimes going back... Agents are going down this path started with you had showings no activity They need to have a conversation with you about whether or not your price is right Sometimes making an adjustment of $10,000 is all that is necessary Although most of the time it's those thresholds that really make a difference. So for for example uh, Are you at 810 right now? Would it make a big difference getting below that $800,000 mark like 799? right uh, sometimes the jump's got to be bigger, like from 829 to $799. Uh, or in the higher end of things, from 2 million two dollars down to $1,999. Who knows? It depends on your market segment, right? But one thing is for sure. Uh, your realtor needs to have this conversation with you. Um, sellers will often start bringing up things like, you know, maybe you should market more. Maybe you should put it out there more. Maybe you should start doing more open houses. Well, I hate to tell you this, um, there is very little that can be done. No amount of additional marketing can overcome what the market feels is a house that is maybe priced a little bit too high. There's an old saying in our business. They say that 80% of your success, seller success, is in pricing. That's the reason why you see properties that sell overnight. You know why did your neighbor's house sell overnight? over ask price. Well, the reason is because the agent and the seller would have picked a irresistible price point that generated a lot of activity, made the sale happen right away. Uh, Properties that do well typically sell in the first seven to 10 days. So that tells you something if you've been around for six weeks or longer, it makes you wonder. It's like that loaf of bread on the shelf. When it gets stale, it can't command the same dollar as that fresh one that came out of the oven. It is just a reality. Speak to your realtor, Robert. It is so important to have a very candid, open conversation about where you're at. And hopefully this helped you a little bit. Uh, We're going to come back in just a moment talking about what to expect in 2020 and also what happened in 2019 with our show sponsors, Shoreline Inspections and the Sitco Law Group. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're approaching the end of 2019. My goodness, hard to believe that the year has flown by so quickly. And our guest today will be talking about what happened in 2019 and maybe things to prepare for or do in advance so that you enter 2020. Um, Really well-prepared with your real estate needs, our first guest is Gopreet Randawa. She is a partner at the Sitka Law Group. One of our show partners has been here on the show many times before. Uh, Gripreet, thanks for coming.
1: Thanks for having me again, Tony.
0: And I want to actually, I haven't told our listeners too. We also have some videos out because uh, we we do some informational videos together, talking about things consumers need to know. Um, how was 2019 in the legal world? What happened?
1: Where do I start? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I think this year we really saw the impact of foreign buyer tax and speculation tax. Mm-hmm. Um, so those I know are things that
0: came in. Those
1: yeah. are things that came in the previous year, but we really saw the impacts this mm-hmm. year. Um, mm-hmm. Just the significance um, with foreign buyer tax, that's a significant tax. We did a video on that earlier this year. Um, 20% in addition to regular property transfer tax.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's, that's 20% of the sale price,
1: Exactly, which in Victoria is a lot of money. It's a lot of money.
0: So on a million dollar purchase, that's another $200,000 going to the uh, British Columbia provincial government. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to uh, you get to collect that.
1: I get to collect that. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so so that was interesting. We we saw a lot of questions about whether to minimize the ownership of a foreign buyer by giving them a 1% interest and giving the Canadian citizen or permanent resident a 99% interest. Ah. Um, and we talked about the risks associated with that, being yeah. audited. Um, so lots of questions about that. Um, Before you continue, let's
0: let's just talk about that one. We're talking here about uh, tax avoidance.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: And that is a serious uh, offense uh, in the government.
1: Exactly. There's significant penalties associated with that. Yeah. Yeah. so we talked a little bit about that. We we dealt with speculation tax, um, declarations coming out. As lawyers, we don't actually adjust for speculation tax like we do for foreign buyer tax. Um, because the
0: foreign buyer tax is at the time of purchase. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And the speculation tax is a personal tax, which follows the property owner. Mm-hmm. So we saw a lot of declarations about that, questions about exemptions. Principal residence, rental properties. <laughs>
0: um, Life was a lot easier before the stuff came in.
1: I, I have to say it was a little bit easier, yeah. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I, it goes without saying that you guys have a lot more paperwork now than you had before.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I'm curious. So this conversation that somebody has about things like the foreign buyer tax, they've obviously already committed to buy. Mm-hmm. They know that the tax exists. Yep. Um. So they're talking to you trying to find ways to maybe minimize this. And obviously as a um uh, as a lawyer in the province of British Columbia, um you have to give them the right advice, which you I know you guys always Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Um are people upset when they can't avoid the tax?
1: Sometimes. I, I in my experience most buyers have already done their due diligence and um are are anticipating the tax. Um I sometimes received questions prior to conditions being lifted Mm -hmm. when they could still decide whether or not they wanted to move forward with the purchase. And a common question at that point was the 99 and 1%. Um,
0: that's just a shell game exactly. that, that's just saying well i'll just pretend mm-hmm. that you know my my partner you know mm-hmm. who is not a foreign uh, resident will pretend that they're 99 mm-hmm. and i'm just one when that's not the truth right
1: yeah but sometimes it did have instances where that was the case where mm-hmm. one of the parties was investing the majority of the proceeds towards the sale covering the mortgage costs um, so in some circumstances it may make sense but you got to prove it exactly you have to have the evidence to back that that is the case
0: yeah yeah um because one of the other things too that i'm sure comes across your desk on a regular basis is whether or not purchase triggers uh the you know these taxes right
1: exactly yeah
0: yeah Yeah. because exemptions you mentioned a moment ago exemptions and that's a that's a pretty long there's a lot of things for
1: speculation tax or several exemptions for property transfer tax um there's a few as well um foreign buyer tax is going to be triggered regardless if you're a foreign buyer so you'll you'll have to pay that um regardless with speculation tax there there's a long list of exemptions
0: all right well let's talk (laughs) let's talk sheer numbers here of the foreign buyer tax because Mm -hmm. of course you guys in your conveyancing office will see this is it a big amount i mean is it 50 percent of your purchases
1: um no i would i would say it's a very low percentage we haven't processed that many uh, transactions that trigger the foreign buyer tax yeah um so definitely much less than 50%. Well,
0: and I, I, I think people need to be reminded. I mean, the specter of foreign buyers coming and, uh, you know, uh, influencing our marketplace and driving prices up. Um, I mean, let's face it. It has not been that way, has it? No. No. I mean, you would see that because you guys are the lawyers that, that do the conveyancing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we look at the market, and it has not dropped off. It has not softened. Uh, you're not seeing a lot of foreign buyers. So is there an influence? I, I don't think so, and mm-hmm. I don't think you would think so as well, too. No.
1: I would say, in my experience, I'm usually dealing with individuals who are relocating to to Canada, yeah. who have moved overseas for work um have met a partner overseas and are coming back.
0: So. And though and those are the cases of the foreign buyer tax.
1: Yeah, that's my experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. as opposed to people who are I mean it, it's that it's the uh, you know all these stories about oh, you know a foreigner bought my neighbor's house and is just holding on to it, you know they're speculating, yeah. uh, they have no intention. all they do want to do is make money. I haven't seen that
1: either. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. It's actual real all.
0: life stories yeah. of people yeah. who who are, you know, it's it's their life, it's their exactly. lifestyle. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so there's, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, just before the show started, though, you and I were talking about Christmas because here we are, mm-hmm. right? Um, wh- I cannot believe how many people are actually closing their sales before January the 1st. I
1: can't believe it either. Yeah. <laughs> it's very busy still. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, we had a very busy November. Our, our, my team's November was not unlike a busy summer month. Um. What is going on out
1: I, there? I have to agree with that. That, yeah. that we were just as busy as we were in the summer. Yeah. In November as well, um, which was very surprising. Yeah. Um. I I was dealing with a lot of young families, um, purchasing new builds, mm-hmm. um. But just as 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 much activity as you'd see in the summer.
0: Yeah. Speaking yeah. of new builds too, by yeah. the way. So GST. Yes. Is something that um. Uh, GST applicability and yep. exemptions uh, factor yep. into that, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's a very common one with new builds. <laughs> yeah. Does your purchase price include GST or is your purchase price in addition to GST? Yeah. Um, that's a huge one.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then there's the property transfer tax on that yep. and, the, and a number of other things. Because um, as a reminder, it's you guys that actually, you're, you're at the end of the road. You're the ones that um, collect the property transfer tax.
1: Exactly. And
0: all of these things. Yeah, right? we
1: calculate the total amount you need to complete a transaction, which includes property transfer tax, GST if it's applicable, property taxes, your share of property taxes, yeah. all those things.
0: Yeah, yeah. and then, and this, this is always an interesting time of year with the property taxes too because, mm-hmm. uh, as a reminder, everyone's paid their property taxes in July. Yeah. So they prepaid for the future six months. So then it's a matter of, does somebody owe money?
1: Yeah, exactly. And that usually comes as a surprise to a lot of clients. Um, In BC, we pay in July. For the current year, it doesn't run July to July. Um, So whenever we're adjusting for that for that specific adjustment that's something that we discuss discuss quite a bit
0: yeah. yeah but there's a lot of moving parts in the conveyance of real estate yeah and uh that's why you guys are here because yeah. you take care of all you're the ones that deal with the mortgage um mm-hmm. you know get the mortgage payout yeah. uh and all of these things right
1: exactly yeah.
0: yeah uh remind our listeners if they need to get in touch with the sick law group what's the best way
1: phone or uh through our website so our phone number's 2677, and we also have a contact section on our our website, sitcalaw.ca.
0: Yeah, and uh, a lot of great information on your website, too.
1: Yeah, we try to create blogs based on questions we were. You guys are very
0: clients. social media savvy. Yeah. For a law oh, office. Oh, thank you. <laughs> for a law office, that's really different.
1: <laughs> we're trying to keep up with it, for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: oh, absolutely. And the other thing, too, is as a suburban law office, the nice thing is you guys have parking.
1: Lots of free parking. Yeah,
0: remind yeah. our listeners where you're located again.
1: We're right at the corner of Shelburne and Cedar Hill Crossroad, just above Coast Capital.
0: Yeah. 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 The uh, Suburban uh, uh, Law Office. Uh, Well, listen, don't go anywhere because we're going to have a joint conversation with our next guest in just a little bit. Um, Thank you for joining us, Capri. We want to talk a little later in our segment after the next one uh, about things to prepare for for 2020 or beyond. And I think uh, you play a very important role in that. I want to make sure our listeners don't go away because uh, there's going to be some great stuff. Uh, but after the break here, we're going to be talking with Monica Gass and Reese Jacob from Shoreline Inspections about building inspections. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Kerry Augustini, Insurance Manager, Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Shoreline Inspections with building inspectors Reese Jacob and Monica Guess. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, any of the whole Home Show team would be happy to chat with you. You can find their contact information by going to the cfax1070.com website, look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show, with me, Tony Joe. All their contact information is there. And if you're a podcast listener, you can always listen to this episode and our previous episodes by going to iTunes or Google Play. All 140 episodes or so are posted. Lots of great information for you. Uh, We were chatting a moment ago with Gurpreet Randau, a partner with the Sitkal Law Group, about legal aspects and some of the really neat stuff she had to deal with in 2019. We're going to have her back uh, after the next break here, talking about preparing for 2020, along with our current guests, uh, another show partner, Monica Gass and Reese Jacob from Shoreline Inspections. Hey, guys, thanks for coming back.
2: Hey, thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, thanks for having us, Tony. So 2019, I saw you nodding when we were talking about how busy November was. Uh, busy for you guys, too, obviously, right?
2: It was really busy. Yeah. We were very surprised. It was definitely... Nobody
0: expected, yeah.
2: Yeah, we were, we were expecting, you know, sort of similar to October, but then it kind of really, really took off, and we were just working nonstop. So, yeah. You know,
0: it's Victoria. I mean, holy cow. What, uh, sure, everyone wants to be here. Uh, it's also an expensive place to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Real estate is expensive. We're the third most expensive in Canada. Um a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's going to be hard for first-time buyers or young people to buy a home. Uh, I'm going to say a lot of your clients probably are first-time buyers.
2: Right? Yeah, they are definitely, and we've been seeing sort of a switch. We've been doing a lot of condos lately as yeah. well, so that's sort of the price point. And that's point. getting into
0: the marketplace, right?
2: They're getting into the marketplace. They're kind of just doing anything they, they can. Whether they're actually going to live in that condo or not, They're they're trying to get their toe in this Victoria market.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Now, you guys are a little different because you're a team. Like, uh, when someone calls Shoreline Inspections, they don't just get one person. They get both of you guys, and you're both on site, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're both on site. We go for every inspection. We just find that we do a lot more of a thorough inspection. We really try to get as many details to make that document as useful as we can Mm -hmm. uh, to the person using it. So anything from, you know, major deficiencies to small maintenance items is going to be listed and really easy to understand.
0: Yeah, with the added advantage that uh, Reese has got a history in in the electrical world, right? Yeah, I do. Uh,
3: I spent about 10 years uh, in in construction doing electrical. Um, I also spent my summers in high school doing uh, plumbing and mechanical. So I've been on the the job site on the ranch side yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so you guys must see some really interesting things so in in 2019 as the year uh, draws to a close here um do you have any things that uh, you will never forget <laughs> like things that come to memory like holy cow uh
2: yes absolutely uh, yeah. um there was one that i was thinking of last time i left that i was like oh yeah that was a good one um anyway, so we we were out in I think North Saanich, but uh the house had been a bit vacant for a while, but some cats had been living there. Oh great. Because of whatever reason they were being taken care of, but not really anyone living there. Yeah. Well these cats definitely took over this house yeah. and uh made it their own. There was no clear litter box.
0: Well the house was uh, a litter box.
2: The house was a litter yeah, box, yeah. yeah. And I think when Reese uh, opened up the attic, he, he got a little bit of a, a rain shower of rat feces. No! Oh, and okay. it just kind of just kept going on <laughs> yes. and on and on. Yeah. But, I mean, all of these reasons, you know, all of these things were happening. And the buyer was aware. Mm-hmm. We were just presenting it in a way that we're like, okay, take care of this, 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 this. And they accepted the information. They got their plan together, and they were able to buy that house and and feel confident about it, regardless of all this crazy stuff going on around us.
0: Well, that's the whole point, isn't it? The whole point is for you guys to provide information so that a consumer can make an informed choice, informed decision.
2: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And some houses are for some people and some houses are not for them. But until you get that inspection and you can get a clear understanding of what you're getting into, there's no way to make that choice. You're just always going to kind of be hoping and guessing. Whereas if you bring in us, we're going to go through that house in two hours. By the end of that, you're going to get a really good detailed review of the house and you can go forward with your facts and make some good decisions.
0: And know what to expect. Exactly. Yeah. No surprises. Yeah, Yeah. That's it. Uh, I, I got to say, so you actually talking about the cat house uh, brings back memories to me because I've had a couple and there is nothing like when you open a front door and you get hit by that wall of cat urine, right? Teresa's yep. is laughing. You know what totally. I'm talking about here. It's like, you know, and you don't expect <laughs> it. It's like, it's like breathing in a bottle of ammonia. Yep. Like, oh.
2: And you know what's even worse than that?
0: Yep. Otters? Otters. Otters is worse. Okay, so like the Gorge Waterway or something, right? Uh, yep. Okay. So
2: a lot of the times, we've been to one on Piers Island. They're, but they're so cute. On, oh, they're very cute. <laughs> but they're also very smart and sneaky, and their favorite place to eat dead fish is in your crawl space. Oh. So I've been in so, yeah, well, I'm going to actually say I haven't actually been in them. Uh, Reasons <laughs> <laughs> This guy over here, is, he sticks his head in and figures it out. But, um, yeah, just carcasses of various things that they've eaten. Um, yeah, they do a lot of stuff in there. That smell is unique. Okay, that's one i got
0: to <laughs> say I've never bumped into. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: That's that's special for us.
3: Yeah, oceanfront properties. Watch out for those otters.
0: Yeah. But you know what? This this kind of, um, you know, what you guys are finding is if there's evidence of, you know, the, the uh, rodents in the attic or uh, the otter, what you're determining is there's an entry point somewhere.
3: Yeah, exactly. So when I'm in there um, and I turn my flashlight off, usually there's a little bit of daylight coming through, and that's uh, generally where they're coming through and bringing in the fish and uh, uh-huh. causing all kinds of smell in your crawl space. So yeah. um, definitely have a, a pest contractor come in there and, and figure out where it's coming from exactly, seal it up, um, stop those critters from coming into your house.
0: Yeah. See, one of the other things, too, is that I, I, I would assume most of the time the homeowner has no idea.
3: Because yeah. it's not like
0: they go into the crawl space. So they're definitely to go into the attic. Right? I
3: mean, yeah, I, I think that uh, a lot of people are probably unaware. And I don't think a lot of people go into their crawl spaces, especially if it's an unfinished crawl space. So, yeah. yeah, sometimes it's the first they've heard of it when we go in there and let them know.
0: Yeah, and, and this is the thing, because sometimes buyers get their backs up. They're like, oh, you know, this is terrible. You know, the seller is trying to rip us off or whatever. But the reality is sometimes the seller just doesn't know. Yeah,
3: yeah. Attics, crawl spaces, places where people don't usually go. Um, There's definitely, you know, problems that occur in there that uh, you can fix and have addressed. It's just uh, a matter of knowing about them. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
0: Um, (laughs) The order. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no kidding.
2: But, I mean, if anybody is concerned about selling their house and they're like, oh, my gosh, what are people going to find? What we have for that is a pre-inspection. Yeah. So the seller actually gets the inspection done on their house. And whether they want to use that as a marketing tool or that's just for them to know, completely up to them. But at least you know what an inspector is going to come in and find in your house. So when that offer is made by a potential buyer, and then you've gone through the process of, okay, we've accepted the offer. We're going to go look for financing, get the inspection. And then, oh, oh, no, something's happened to that deal because of the inspection. And sometimes the seller might not even get to find out what that is. And so it's really important to figure out, you know, what what your house is all about and uh, when you put it on the market, and I think that really helps with pricing too. Yeah,
0: you know, that, that is such a great point. It's just like Denise, you know, our other show partner. Uh, she talks often about before you apply for a mortgage, pull your own credit check mm-hmm. so that you know, you know more about, you know, just in case there's a blemish or something. It's the same as what you're saying is know about your house before you go to market. The other thing too is if something comes up, in the real estate world, it needs to be disclosed. Right. right? Okay. And and what we find is buyers are different if something has been disclosed to them and they understand it as opposed to when they bump into it and it's a surprise.
2: Absolutely. So it
0: really makes the difference in the transaction, right?
2: I couldn't agree more. We did an inspection just the other week where we went into the house and there was no insulation, just no insulation period. Wow. There is no insulation in the crawl space, no insulation in the attic. None of that. But the seller disclosed that. So when we went to do our walkthrough.
0: It was not a surprise. The, the,
2: the buyers were like, oh, yeah, she told us. Yeah. And it was totally fine. So disclosing things can actually be a benefit to you.
0: Absolutely. Okay, guys, we need to take a break. But if people need to reach Shoreline Inspections, what's the best way?
2: Uh, they can give us a call at 250-508 or they can even book online at shorelineinspections.ca.
0: And it's so easy because both of you guys, Shoreline Inspections and the Sickle Law Group, are on our page on the CFAX 1070 uh, website. We're going to take a quick break and coming back with we'll a discussion with all of these guys about 2020. Back in a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey, everyone. Thanks for coming back. It is a year-end show, or close to be year-end here At the Whole Home Show, I'm Tony Joe. Thanks for joining us. Having a conversation today with a couple of our show partners, uh, Shoreline Inspections and the Sitka Law Group, about some neat stuff that happened in 2019. Uh, Monica, I have not bumped into an otter yet. In 29 years, uh, I can't wait to my first otter experience. Yeah,
2: Yeah. we've gotten two, which is actually quite surprising. And I felt really knowledgeable when we walked into that second one. I was like... (laughs)
0: Otter. <laughs> oh my God. All right. um, listen, let's talk about 2020. let's talk about moving forward and things to uh, things to prepare for. Uh, Gupreet, um, from a legal standpoint, somebody may not be thinking about buying or selling real estate. Um, however there are some things they can do to prepare not only for their home but for their life as well too and what's a great example?
1: A great example of preparing for your life is a will.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. People forget yeah. about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A will is one of the ways to ensure that your wishes are followed on death with respect to how your assets will be distributed and also guardianship of minor children. Mm-hmm. So we've been meeting with a lot of young parents who understand that a will is one of the mechanisms by which you can ensure transfer of guardianship for your minor children. Um, so that's definitely something to consider. Uh Especially moving into 2020, I find that's usually a New Year's resolution for for a lot of. Oh, you know people. what would have
0: been good? It's too late now. Yeah. But I mean, um, uh, hey, if you are a parent with uh, uh, adult kids with and you have grandkids as well, if they don't have a will, maybe you ought to get one of them for uh, get a will for Christmas.
1: That's a great idea, or Tony. Or present
0: some sort of present, right? Yeah,
1: great gift idea. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the barriers, actually, for a yeah. lot of. A lot of clients is the cost of setting up an estate plan. Um, so I think that's a great gift idea. I think
0: people are they they feel that it's a complicated and intrusive process.
1: There's so many reasons uh, that a lot of people don't come in. I think some of the main ones are the investment, uh, the thought of death, planning for death. Yeah. They um, don't want to go there. They don't want to go there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I we try to be. Um, as straightforward in the process as possible. When clients come in, we offer complimentary consultations where we discuss the planning piece, how to minimize probate fees, how to ensure transfer of guardianship and assets. And clients have the option of thinking about things. They don't have to make all their decisions during that first meeting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, two things come to mind for me. One is uh, a will is something that needs, that should be updated regularly right
1: yeah i generally recommend once you have a will in place uh, anytime there's a major milestone in your life the addition of children the a separation grandkids those are all great times to review new
0: property or something or yeah
1: we try to be as general as possible in in the will so you you shouldn't have to update if your assets change that's one of the benefits of meeting with us to do your estate plan is We try to be as general as possible so you don't have to keep making changes if you purchase and sell real estate. Got
0: it. So more milestones. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, uh, I mean, I have bumped into occasions. Hopefully you can tell us about some too where the planning wasn't done. And the family has to scramble and figure things out. And it's just a reminder in my head about, wow, you know, had they planned in mm-hmm. advance, had they done their will in advance, this yep. would be a very different situation. Right?
1: Absolutely. And the most common when it comes to real estate is a couple not being joint tenants on title or one spouse wasn't added to title and they forgot to change things down the road. Um, if you have real estate that's registered in unequal percentages, probate is triggered. Mm-hmm. Um, if one of those owners passes away... Um, so it's important to, to have a will in place in those circumstances as well.
0: Well, actually, I, I have a, a, a story that is related to that. Uh, a property, um, a condo in town uh, owned by a couple from Calgary. It was an occasional property. He passed away, and you would think that, you know, all right, it would pass on to the wife. She would take care of things Mm -hmm. and everything. That was not the case because they hadn't set up in advance. Right. So uh, I was working for the trust company um, who basically was the decision maker uh, around all that. And it was just, it was so odd because, I mean, she's still here Mm -hmm. and she's still, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, um, very much part of, uh, you know, in the mourning process is still there. Mm -hmm. Right. But she didn't have control over the sale of the property just because of that.
1: Right. Yeah, very important to to do the planning in advance so your loved ones don't have to deal with something like that Yeah, because they're going to be grieving.
0: Yeah, there's yeah. enough to think about it at the exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Great tip. So uh, for anyone walking into 2020, if it's yourself or if you have kids, you've got grown kids, grandkids, uh, hey, maybe get them their will for a New Year's present.
1: Great idea.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Call the sickle Law Group, right? Yeah. Uh, a little shifting, shifting over to our recent Monica, um, uh, now, of course, the season changes too, right? People ought to start thinking about doing some uh, 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 preventative maintenance in their home. Actually, it might even be a little late right now. So let's talk about what people can do earlier next year uh, to make sure their house is in healthy uh, healthy condition.
3: Uh, yeah, definitely. So. A couple safety and maintenance tips for the home for the winter season would be to make sure that, you know, your gutters are cleaned out because the, you know, the rainwater is going to all flow nicely away from the home. Um, You want to make sure all your exterior lights are on and working so that uh, if you have any guests visiting or anyone who needs to do any stairs, they can see those stairs and they're not going to fall. Of course, also um, salting all your walkways, your, your stairs, anything like that where um, you're going to have public walking. That's definitely important. And I think
0: well, one of the tricks is to buy that salt before the snow falls.
3: Yeah, before it's all gone, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that, uh, that we do at Shoreline is uh, inspecting wood-burning appliances. Mm-hmm. Um, wood
0: stove, uh, yeah, ex-
3: fireplace. Exactly, a wood stove, an insert, um, any of those things that are burning wood as fuel. Um, so yeah, one of the things we do is a wet inspection, which is a comprehensive uh, inspection. Well, of and remind
0: remind us what does wet? It's it's a it's W E T T, right? What does it stand yeah, for? Yeah,
3: so wet is an acronym for wood energy transfer technology. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's an inspection that we do to just verify the clearances to combustibles that are set by the manufacturer, um, and ensure that the overall safety is is good on the insulation. So. Um, yeah, so it's it's a great thing to have done. Um, if you're moving into a house, a lot of the time, um, your insurance company will require you to have this additional inspection done. Um, a common misconception is that people think that a wet inspection is to certify that stove, which is actually not true. Mm-hmm. Um, a wood stove is actually certified in a lab somewhere um, prior to it being sold to the consumer. Yeah, so, and this
0: this way, somebody can't just go in their backyard and fabricate a wood stove, right?
3: Exactly, yeah. So since 1988... Um, the EPA, which is Environmental Protection Agency, yeah. um, has set out standards that uh, basically every wood stove has to um, abide to.
0: Okay. So, yeah.
3: Um, so the
0: stove itself, it comes pretty well pre-certified, right?
3: It does, yeah. yeah. So it's it goes through rigorous <clears throat> testing in the lab somewhere before it's sold to the
0: consumer. So. Yeah. And um, you guys look at the installation.
3: Yeah, we look at the installation. We look at... Uh, You know, it's clearance to combustibles. We we check the owner's manual if it's available. um, And then we create a report, um, which you can then give to your insurance company, and they will decide on whether they want to insure that fireplace or whether you are required to make some changes before you can How uh, many times,
0: how often do you bump into a wood stove that is clearly like uh, in contravention of Rules and everything.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, before 1988, if the stove was made before then, um, it would not be certified. And so, in that case, it has to um, meet different standards than one that is certified. So, um, in that case, it, it may not actually be insurable because a lot of the times the, the clearances are much larger than a certified stove. Yeah.
0: And you got to think about it. I mean, if you're looking at a thirty-year, thirty-year-old appliance, maybe it's time to replace it, anyways, right?
3: Exactly. And these newer EPA-certified yeah. stoves are much more efficient. Um, you use about a third of the amount of uh, of wood that you would use in a, an older stove, so you're actually saving money there. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, is the the older stoves create a lot of smoke, so that can be a nuisance to your neighbors. Um, and, yeah, it's, if that's not enough reason to get rid of it, then, yeah, I don't know.
0: Okay, um, so now a wet inspection <laughs> is something that, that can be conducted not not only at the point of sale. I mean, if somebody has a wood stove and wants to get that looked at, they can give you guys a call, right?
3: Yeah, definitely. So just for peace of mind to know that uh, that stove has been installed correctly, maybe when you moved in you, you didn't have a wet inspection done, um, which is totally normal. It's It's a newer type of inspection that's only been around for a few years. Um, But yeah, so if you've had any construction going on near that stove in the house, any renovations, anything like that, um, your insurance company may require a wet inspection as well.
0: Oh, interesting! Yeah, like if uh, if you you've put a wall up nearby or something, and you, the clearance and all that, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, I saw one last week where they'd actually installed a wooden box, pretty much right next to this, the stove for for all your um, firewood to be stored in, so that you don't have to look at it. Right, It <laughs> okay. keeps all the bugs contained and things. But yeah. it's literally two inches away from the wood stove. So. Oh my. I mean, that's a fire hazard for sure. So I, I recommended that um, the client move this wood box in order for it to be uh, safe to use.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A- amazing. Amazing. Okay. All right. So uh, great tip for people uh, entering into 2020. Hey, you mentioned about leaves in the gutters. Uh, I, I got to say this uh, to our listeners. Do not get up on a ladder and do that yourself. Like hire someone to do that, right?
3: Definitely, yes. Hire a professional to do that for you.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. You know, we've heard too many stories about people, seniors particularly, that fall off ladders. This is not a good thing. Uh, it's not worth the, you know, you spend a few hundred bucks um, getting this done. Get a, get a professional to do it. Definitely, yes. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, and a reminder as well, too, if you're hiring somebody, make sure they're covered by WCB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's one thing for you to fall off your ladder, but if uh, one of your tradespeople falls off a ladder, you can get sued. You don't want to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Gurpreet, how how is the year looking for you guys? Twenty uh, twenty. Um, what are you prepared for? Preparing for I'm, another busy year. Yeah,
1: I'm preparing for another. I'm looking forward to twenty twenty. I think it's going to be another busy year. Um, we it's gonna we're gonna have our four year anniversary. Oh in my goodness. January.
0: Yeah, well, and you know, the listeners should know too, it's not like you guys have only been around for four years. A group yeah. of you guys came from uh, other uh, law firms and, exactly. and, and you created this, right?
1: Yeah, we created this. Happy birthday. W- Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, I think it's going to continue to be busy uh, in terms of real estate, uh, purchases, sales, refinances, um, wills. Um, clients are always looking to either create a will or update a will based on changes to their life. Um, corporate, corporate's been really busy, oh, yeah. um, sole proprietors incorporating cause they've hit a certain income level. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be another busy year.
0: Yeah. And as a reminder, you guys handle everything except for criminal law and, and immigration. immigration.
1: Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So,
0: uh, wills, estates, real estate. Corporate. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Personal injury. Personal injury. Yeah.
0: Great. Exactly. Good, good stuff. And, uh, you guys, uh, Reese and Monica, what are you, what are you, uh, uh thinking is going to happen in 2020? It's going to be busy in the world of real estate. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be crazy, but it's not going to be any slower than it was this yeah, year. Yeah,
3: I, I think 2020 is going to be a great year um, for real estate. I think that everybody's excited about it. Um, like Monica was saying, the condo market's been pretty hot this year. Yeah. I think it's going to continue into 2020. Um, there's a lot of new builds happening right now, so we're excited to see those. And Well, uh, oh, by yeah. the way,
0: we, we don't have the time today. Last time Monica was here, um, you were telling the story. Get a building inspection, even with new build, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, getting getting a new build inspected is like, it's definitely up there in my recommendations because you need to take your own, um, you know, your family's safety going or, or sorry, your family's investment on going.
0: Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's 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 important to make sure that you know you're looking into things because even if it's brand new, you're assuming everything's fine, but you yeah. guys have caught stuff.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. We've gone through and we've done the inspection, and really what we're doing is we're giving uh, the clients the tools to go through the inspection with the builder and actually just make sure everything is, is perfect.
0: Amazing. Well, listen, uh, to our listeners, if you want to contact these guys or the rest of our home show uh, sponsors, just go on our page on cfax1070.com. Uh, you guys all, thanks for joining us as, often, as always. Uh, let's do it more often. A yeah. uh, happy new year. Happy New Year. Yeah,
1: happy
2: new happy year. All, all nice. right.
0: And to our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.